Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. And it's going on 26 years now. And this family, this community, and quite frankly, the state of Arkansas is begging for answers. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Twenty-six years ago, on June 9, 1995, six-year-old Morgan Nick went to a Little League baseball game with her mom. And Morgan Nick was with her family at a Little League game when she was playing and vanished. She's been missing since. The six-year-old wasn't far from her mother when someone abducted her. Jordan Howington joins us from KTHV in Little Rock, Arkansas. Jordan, can you start by telling us a little bit about Morgan, what you've learned about this little girl from reporting on the case? Yeah, so I have been able to sit down and speak with so many people who've had relationships with Morgan, and one being her mom, one being her kindergarten teacher, and then obviously the police chief who spent many, many years working on her case. And what I've learned about Morgan is uh, she was a very quiet shy uh, little girl, a rules follower. She was described as someone who always followed the rules, uh, never kind of went out of her comfort zone. She was very close with her mom. She didn't run too far away from her mom very often. And um, even the night Morgan went missing, it was a Friday night, she uh, was very hesitant to go play with her friends who had you know, asked her to leave the bleachers from where her mom was sitting to go catch fireflies. And so so it started out as, no, I don't want to go play. And then finally they talked her into going to play. So, you know, she was very um, reserved and very sweet, very kind. And um, that, those are kind of those, those things that I've learned about her over the years is she is not someone um, that people who loved her would ever think that this would happen to. Take us through then what it was that happened on that Friday night in 1995 when Morgan did walk off to go play with her friends. Yeah, so Morgan was... It was a Friday night. She went to a Little League baseball game with her mom. Uh, they were going to watch family friends play. And they at one point in that night, they, they had discussed maybe not going because it was late. She was trying to get dinner cooked. And Morgan had eating a grilled cheese that night. She wanted more, but they were in a rush to get to this game. So Colleen, her mom, could not um, cook another grilled cheese. They had to get to the game. So they went to the game. They were enjoying the game. Morgan sat with her mom for most of the game. She hung out with her mom there. And then her friends, of course, came up and said, hey, do you want to go play with us? Do you want to catch fireflies? And Morgan, like I said, at first, you know, said, no, it's okay. I want to stay with my mom. I want to hang out with my mom here. And because she was shy, she was, she was quiet. And then 
not too long after that, she finally said, okay, that's fine. And Morgan's mom, Colleen, was even hesitant. She didn't know if, you know, Morgan should run off and play uh, because it was dark. It was at night. And, you know, being the small town that it is, Alma, everybody knows everybody. So you really don't have all of those fears of, you know, a child abduction. And so finally, Colleen said, okay, you can go play with your friends. They ran off. They went up uh, past, you know, the little parking lot up a hill from where uh, the parents were sitting on the bleachers and had played for a while. And um, Morgan uh, decided when she was on her way back, she stopped to tie her shoe by her mom's car. And um, she was tying her shoe because she got sand in her shoe after the the kids had played together. And one of the kids just ran back straight to the bleachers. The other one started running back, but kind of turned around looked at Morgan and kind of waited on her for a little bit. But when this child thought that Morgan was getting ready to get up and run back, they, you know, started running back to the bleachers. But Morgan never made it back to the bleachers. And so um, reported throughout that night, you know, the two kids that were with her had told, you know, the family that they did see a creepy looking man talking to Morgan by her car. And that is the last time Morgan has been seen. And it's going on 26 years now. And this family, this community, and quite frankly, the state of Arkansas is begging for answers. You mentioned that this town, Alma, is a small town somewhere you don't expect something like this to happen. How did people there react when this did happen? You know, I have I've spoken with the police chief just recently. I'm actually working on a story right now uh, about Morganick. And, you know, he said that they just assumed that maybe she ran off and that she would be back the next day and that they would not have to deal. They, they, they never dreamed of having to deal with this for 26 years. But when they started realizing day after day after day that Morgan was not here, Morgan couldn't be found, the community was left in shock. I mean, it is a case here in Arkansas that it never goes unnoticed. I mean, we consistently hear about the Morgan Nick case almost every year. Um, You know, it left the community shocked and things that day changed forever. I mean, I was about Morgan's age when she went missing. And, you know, here in Arkansas in the South, we, you know, we leave our doors unlocked at night back in the 90s. And, you know, when our parents go to the grocery store, we run off to the uh, toy aisle, play with toys while they're shopping. I mean, the day Morgan went missing, that all changed for us. I mean, the community was just on their tippy toes, just, you know, just trying to avoid anything like that happening again. So it was always, no, you're staying right here with your parent. You're not, you're not going to play and do sandcastles at the ballparks anymore. I mean, that was just kind of what we did. It was not abnormal for us to go off and play. But again, like I said, that day, everything changed. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. 
Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Jordan, what did the early days of this investigation look like? You mentioned that the kids Morgan was playing with saw someone they described as as a creepy-looking man. Were there any promising leads early on as to who that might have been? We, the community was not aware of some of those things that the kids had said until just recently, really. After a new documentary aired here on THV 11 and across the state, hundreds of new leads have poured in about the disappearance of Morgan Nick. There's a documentary uh, that uh, aired uh, just a few weeks ago, and we were made aware of this red truck with this white camper shell on the back of it. And I don't know if they were protecting the investigation and didn't want to release those details, uh, but we are just now learning about some of these things uh, after the documentary aired. And so when they came out with the red truck uh, with a white camper shell, uh, the community or the, the police department received 200 new leads that they had not had before. So 26 years later, they are receiving that many leads. And uh, just speaking with the police chief now, he's been the chief for two years and he's taking over uh, the lead on this investigation. He said that they are closer now uh, to solving Morgan's case because of the many leads and, you know, the attention that this case is getting recently than they've ever been. So in the early stages, um, as a community, we weren't really aware of what was going on behind the scenes. But until recently, when they started making more of these things public, things are coming out. Just like with the red truck, the police department has turned their eyes and focus on this red truck because they believe that the person driving that red truck with a white camper shell that did not fit properly may have had something to do with Morgan's abduction. Talking about some of the ways, as you mentioned, this has stayed top of mind for people in Arkansas over the years and really had such an impact in the state and around the country. I know the Arkansas State Police have named their statewide Amber Alert the Morgan Nick Amber Alert in honor of Morgan. And her mother, Colleen, the year after this happened, actually created an organization to assist other families of missing children. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization? Yes. So Colleen Nick, Morgan's mom, she created the Morgan Nick Foundation, which is a nonprofit that helps find missing children and helps parents cope with who have missing children. And they also work incredibly hard to prevent children from going missing. So over the years, they've gone into schools and churches and they've educated children about child predators and stranger danger, things of that sort. And this is something that Morgan's mom took on. And she has, over the years, she has not given up on it. Um, Training, uh, police training uh, for missing children has done so well over the years and it it has really grown. And, um, and that's, come from the Morganic Foundation, the the work that they are doing through that. And so still to this day, every day they have families coming into that office. I, I speak with Colleen on a weekly basis and they have families coming in seeking help 
and seeking advice. When we work together, we see phenomenal things happen and we see people come home. Colleen Nick is the founder. Her daughter, Morgan Nick, disappeared 24 years ago in Alma and hasn't been seen since. We're actually the only organization in our state that does the same, this kind of work. So, you know, although Morgan's case still remains unsolved, um, the work that they are doing in her honor is helping so many families get through what Colleen has gone through for 26 years. And one of the things that I know that you've talked to Colleen about is that documentary that recently aired. And it sounds like she's found a lot of hope in that coming out just recently. Why is that? Yeah, so it takes us back to those leads. When the documentary aired, the police department received over 200 new leads. And when I say new leads, they're not leads that they have acted upon over the years. These are leads that they've never heard of before. And so they're getting this new information because of this documentary, which has given Colleen so much hope that there's still people out there that have information. And it's not only leads, they're, they're credible leads that they're working with. They're very good leads that are being run by investigators from local, state, and federal level. The Still Missing Morgan documentary took two years to piece together. Colleen says she's more than pleased with how it depicted her daughter's disappearance. We provided, you know, home video that had not been seen before to the producer. Um, I believe that the documentary does a really good job of, of showing what happened to Morgan that night. And so... You know, she doesn't know where Morgan is. She doesn't know the status of Morgan, if she's still out here or um, if she has passed. But what she does know is she wants justice for her daughter and she wants to know where her daughter is. And so anything that can get her to that brings her hope. And she feels like with all of these leads, um, the new ones, especially that they have not, you know, acted upon in years past, that, um, you know, this will get her closure. And, you know, you know, just like I had said earlier, you know, the police department even told me just last week they are closer now to solving this case than they have ever been. And so I think just by knowing that and hearing that, that gives her a lot of hope. Anyone listening to this who wants to learn more about the Morgan Nick Foundation, you can visit morgannickfoundation.com. Jordan Howington with KTHV in Little Rock. Thanks for sharing this story with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you for letting me share Morgan's story. She is very important to the state of Arkansas, and we are all rooting for her. We're all rooting that, you know, the police department can get this case solved and bring closure and and just relief to this family. Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Daily Crime. We're here five days a week, Monday through Friday. And if you want more true crime after that, you can check out some of our other shows at vaultstudios.com or search for Vault Studios on your podcast app. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. <laughs>